We're going to talk about Christmas hope for just a few minutes this morning. Uh, there's so many people who don't have hope uh, this time of year, and it's just a, it's a dark time, it's a tough time, it's, it's a challenging time because we can't seem to put our hands or wrap our hands around hope. So if we call this Christmas hope, that would be one way to, to talk about it. But the thing I thought about with this is maybe it's better we actually say it's the hope because of what Christmas brought, because of what Christ brought that first Christmas. Uh, what he gave us, what he offered us, the thing that he wants us to have. And I want us to experience, and I want us to know that kind of hope. Um, gentlemen, it feels like it's a little bit dark in here, so our guys may not be able to see their Bibles, so if we can up the lights just a little bit. But as we're talking about hope, thank you very much. Uh, in our English language, I think we've messed up the word hope. Because we think it more of, um, I wish this would happen, like we hope it doesn't stay this cold outside. You know, we're, we hope the pipes thaw out and they don't actually break. We, we hope, we, we wish this kind of stuff. We're not really hoping in it, we're wishing this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, we, we hope to connect with the right person before we marry. You know, we, we hope, we're wishing on that. We're wishing that would happen. Uh, we even say we hope to go to heaven one day and be with Jesus. We, but we, so often we're not actually hoping that, we're wishing that. As if it's... Uh, uh, some lantern we can rub and it might happen that way that's not what the hope that the bible talks about is about is all about this implies that we think there's a chance that we can get what we want or we might get what we wish for that's kind of the way that we tend to live and, and hope is not a wish hope is a person hope is the person of christ that came in the form of a baby born of a uh, of the virgin mary that would be that would that would grow up in this life that would uh, eventually die on a cross for you and me that's where hope is hope's not a a wish that this stuff might happen hope is a security in what has happened through christ that is where hope comes from so hope is not a possible chance hope is not a uh, so you're telling me there's a chance that's not what hope is I love the way the um, theologian and, and former pastor from years gone by, R.C. Sproul, said this. He said, hope is called the anchor of the soul in Hebrews 6, 19, because it gives stability to the Christian life. But hope is not simply a wish, a, a wish that such and such would take place. Rather, it is that which latches on to the certainty of the promises of the future that God has made. That's what hope is supposed to be about. That's what should get us up on Christmas morning. That's what we need to be clinging to. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for. It is the proof of what is not seen. For our, our ancestors won God's approval by it, by their faith. Not by their wishes, but by their hope, by their faith in Christ. So it says that faith is the certainty or the assurance of what is hoped for. So faith is in God's plan for salvation. It was, it was the only hope, and it is the only hope for every believer before God sent his son, his one and only son, to pay the price for our sins. And it is still our one and only hope. So if you think about what the people were about to talk about, for 400 years there was what we call the silent time in the word. But let me just express to you that that time was not so silent. It's not actually true that it was silent, even though we don't have scriptures from those moments. 
God was not silent in those moments. For like, for instance, the Feast of Lights, uh, Hanukkah that is still celebrated today, it never stopped. So people were still clinging to hope, hope of the Messiah that was to come. God continued to protect his people from outside invasion, even during that time. So he was still very active in their lives, even in that time. He reaffirmed the rededication of his temple during that time when he was silent. But God's people knew they needed the Messiah. So they never stopped praying for his arrival. And God kept speaking to men and women who had faith and followed him. And so today we come a couple thousand years fast forwarded on this. It's Christmas Day. And I want to look for a few minutes at the hope that comes because of Christmas, because of the birth of Christ. Two people had waited so long. Two very specific people that the Bible teaches us in Luke chapter 2 had waited for so long for this to happen. The story is amazing. Their names are Simeon and Anna. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 21, if you've got your Bibles, uh, you can follow along with me in this. But Luke chapter 2 and verse 21 tells us that eight days later, after the birth of Jesus, the baby was circumcised. And he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel, even before he was conceived. So he's in the temple. He's about to meet two people that he didn't even know. He's like eight days old. And here we go with this. In chapter 2 of Luke, in verse 25, he says, At that time there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon, and he was righteous and devout, and he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. And that day the Spirit led him to the temple. And so when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord as the law required, Simeon was there and he took the child into his arms and he praised God saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised. I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your, uh, glory of your people, Israel. So here's what I say real quickly. The first one is this, hope, came, hope became real when God put on human flesh. Before then, it was real, but it wasn't something you could touch. It wasn't something you could experience with a physical touch, but it became real. And the Holy Spirit, Spirit led Simeon, uh, and he let him know that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. And then he saw the Messiah. As soon as he saw the Messiah, he's like, okay, let's go home. What a great day for Simeon on that day. John chapter 1, verse 14 in the message says it like this. It says, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. And you know, there's a little liberty there, but that's what happened. God came here with flesh on to us. So he put skin on. He came to us. And Simeon wasn't clinging to a wish or a chance. He was clinging to a hope that he'd been promised that would come. You see how different that is? Hope was the Messiah. It was Jesus. Hope was not a feeling. It was not an emotion. Hope was in the person of Jesus Christ. And here's the second one. Hope is real when you can worship him. Like in person. You can worship him. Now, I know in a very real way, we've just done that in this, in this place, in this room, because of the presence of the Holy Spirit, Jesus by the Holy Spirit in this room. But hope is real when you can worship him. The angels had already worshiped Jesus. The shepherds had already worshiped Jesus. We talked about it last week. And now, Simeon, the prophet, is worshiping Jesus. And then in a, a month or two later, then the, the 
kings are going to come. And they're going to worship Jesus. All of these things are happening. So Simeon wasn't wishing he could worship Jesus. He was worshiping Jesus like in his arms. You can't get more real than that. Hope was very much alive and he was holding him in his arms as he praised Jesus. In verse 36 it says, Anna, a prophet, was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher and she was very old her husband had died when she had been married only seven years and she had lived as a widow to the age of 84 and she had look at that she had never left the temple but stayed there day and night worshiping God with fasting and prayer and she came along along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph and she began praising God. And she talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue Jerusalem. And so what I see there is number three, hope requires waiting but not wishing. Because hope does require us to wait. And some of us don't like to wait at all. As a matter of fact, this morning is like the perfect example of that. Why did you get up at five this morning? Because we don't like to wait for what's coming. But it's for waiting not wishing that's what hope is so Anna appears to have been waiting and worshiping and fasting and praying in the temple for over 60 years and it says she never left the temple I'm going to assume this is it says she never left the temple she, she never left the temple and it wasn't a wish it was a wait she was waiting for the hope that was to come and I find this a little bit ironic that they couldn't get her to leave the temple and so many times we can't even get people to come into the temple isn't that kind of weird? See, we're so opposite of that. Anna wasn't wishing for something or someone to give her hope. She was just waiting for it. God does not want you and me to wish for a Savior. And now we don't even have to wait for the Savior. This is not a chance it's an opportunity that's sitting right before us. He wants us to know hope. He wants us to know Jesus. John chapter 6 and verse 47 says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes has eternal life. Anyone who puts their faith in God alone can have eternal life. And you don't have to wish for it. You don't have to, you don't have to in your mind, somehow empower this to finally happen because it's happened and you just have to trust it by faith in Christ asking him to forgive you ever stands and trust in him so in this month we have talked about Lottie Moon Christmas offering over and over again and one of our early missionaries was Corey Tim Boom and he said this who can add to Christmas the perfect motive is that God so loved the world the perfect gift is that he gave his only son the only requirement is to believe in him and the reward of that faith is that you shall have everlasting life that is the hope that we get to enjoy the last thing i see here is this hope inspires a celebration it's why we're going to sing a couple more songs in just a minute because hope causes something to come up in us that we've, we've got to let out. And one of the ways that we let that out is in celebrating who Jesus is. One of my favorite hymns of all time, it's one that I'll listen to over and over and over again at Christmas, and we just got to sing it. A holy night. Think about what those song, what that song says. It says, oh, holy night. We, think, we sing in that, we sing the thrill of hope. 
while the weary soul is rejoicing, the thrill of hope for yonder waits a new and glorious morn. And then he says this, it's time to fall on your knees. So for the next few minutes, that's what I want this place to be, a time that we worship Jesus. We're going to sing some, some kind of celebratory worship songs uh, that, that celebrate Christ because we've got hope in Jesus. I read this a long time ago, and I found it again this week. Billy Graham said, I've read the last page of the Bible. It's all going to be all right. And it is. It is. It's nothing but good and hope and reality of what is to come in Christ. You know, as we close this out, and this is really our invitation as well. So if God's working on you, you need to come to the altar while we're singing these songs. You come to the altar and you sing these songs. But if you just need to stand and praise the Lord, if you need to clap your hands, if you need to fall on your knees, you let that be what happens in this place. But the first thing, make sure the first thing happens. Make sure your hope is in Christ. That you're not wishing that one day you'll go to heaven, but your, your hope is in the Christ who said, if you will do this, then you can have this. That means you repent of your sins and you trust Christ by faith. That's what has to happen in every one of our lives. Our team's going to come on back out right now. I want you to come up on your feet right now. Let's stand. Let's worship Christ. Let's be real with him. If you'll pray with me, Father, my friends in this room, we need you at this moment. We do celebrate you, and we thank you for the hope that you give us in this second. And God, if we haven't received that hope, that that would happen in this place, in this moment, on this day, falling on our knees to trust in you, our hope, our only hope for salvation.